cool was that? Amazing. Thank you, guys. Thanks, kids. Thank you so much for sharing the story of Christmas with us. And, you know, I was saying to someone earlier that uh, we went to a service. I'm not going to mention the church last week. And it was the best Christmas performance I've ever seen. It was the slickest. They had trapeze artists. They had every way. And it was fabulous. But I think ours was a little closer to how that first Christmas was. Great. That is super. I love Christmas. Christmas is one of the, my favorite times of the year. Christmas is full of laughter. Uh, kids, what's green covered in tinsel and goes ribbit, ribbit? Mistletoed. Hey, there we go. How many letters are in the Christmas alphabet? Why? There's no L. Yes, fantastic. How will Christmas dinner be different after Brexit? No Brussels. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> I love Christmas. I love, the reason why I start with Christmas jokes is because my talk now will be so good in comparison. The only, uh, the only way is up. There's a word in the English language that is uttered more uh, than any other by children and teenagers. Do you know what that word is? <laughs> Money, more, please, no, car, no, mama, dada, no. The word that's used most by kids and teenagers is N-O, no. That little word strikes terror into the hearts of mums and dads trying to nurture stubborn two-year-olds, trying to put them into their uh, strollers and go straight up trying to get your 13-year-old to be nice and speak to that weird old Uncle Phil at Christmas dinner. No! And that tiny word, no, can cause a lot of trouble as we get older as well. It's a word that can cause arguments. It's a word that causes barriers. And it's also, perhaps more importantly, a word that leads to missed opportunities. I was speaking to someone this week regarding Christmas. And you see, not everyone loves Christmas. This guy said to me, no, I don't like Christmas. Oh, that commercial stuff. Oh, I hate it. All that money you have to spend, all those presents, all those dinner, all those food. And oh, I, You know, he said to me, I'm saying no to Christmas this year. I just want to, for the next few minutes, talk to you about someone who said yes to Christmas. And that person was the person that Sarah and Chloe uh, depicted in that beautiful, beautiful dance. Mary. Mary. When it comes to Mary, I think many of us have this different image of Mary. I went to the Notre Dame in Paris, and I saw this uh, statue. This is what we think of as Mary. You know, white, middle-aged, uh, 
wearing a crown, you know, golden crown, nicely embroidered clothing and jewelry, holding a baby with perfect hair, wearing a white gown, having yet another gold crown on. And, but do you know what? It wasn't exactly like that. The real Mary, the Mary we read of in the Bible was illiterate, probably, because uh, very few girls were formally ed educated in that day. Think of a peasant girl. Think of peasant dress. Think of pulling water from a well, collecting firewood to heat a parent's home, dirty feet, sandals, walking around on dirt all day. She's not sitting on a gold throne. She's sitting on a homemade stool in front of the fire. And Mary is not the middle-aged woman that we think of. She was probably, she was a teenager, probably 13 or 14. Just think about that for a minute. For those of you who have been a 13-year-old girl, does that add a little flavor to the story? For those of you who have or will soon have 13-year-old girls, believe me, you will not trust them with a cell phone, let alone raising the Son of God. And yet, God comes to this grade 8 girl and trusts her with the most important baby the world will ever know. So that's Mary, an ordinary, unremarkable young girl living in an ordinary, unremarkable life. And then here's what happens. One day, this angel appears at her house, as you do, and says to her, uh, Mary, sorry to spring this on you, but you remember when you go to the synagogue and you hear the scripture about a virgin giving birth? to uh, the Messiah, the Savior, the light of the world. Well, do you know who that's going to be? Let me give you a clue. Her name begins with M, and she's staring at me right now with her mouth wide open. That's right. You've won the lottery. Mary, it's going to be you. And Mary pulls herself together and innocently asks, well, hang on a minute, how can I be pregnant? Because actually, I've, I've not slept for a while. I know I've not done biology 10 yet, but I think I understand how the birds and the bees work. And the angel says, look, don't worry about the details. He says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, hang on a minute. If that was you and I, how would we react? I don't believe you. How do I know you're a real angel? Where's your wings? Or simply we would say, no. No. No, you know what? I'm not going to, thanks for the offer, but I think I'll pass. You know what? There's another Mary just down the road. She's that type. Go to her. And we wouldn't blame this 13-year-old girl to do that, would we? Because she knew the consequences of what was to come as a single, unmarried mother back in that day. She would be ostracized by her friends, her family. She would lose her comfort, her security, her identity, her reputation. 
her marriage. And yet, she said yes. She said yes to Christmas. Why? Why did she say yes? Well, for the very same reasons that we say yes to Christmas. You see, saying yes to Christmas means yes to trusting God with our uncertain future. Mary had her life planned out. She had everything planned out. She has a script for her life. I'm going to marry Joseph. It's going to be a great wedding. It's going to be a big wedding. The dress is going to fit. Then we're going to uh, set up home and I'll cook him lovely dinners and then we'll have uh, lots of children, maybe have a new camel in the garage, a couple of holidays abroad, join the tennis club, you know, grow old together. That was her future. And the angel shows up and says, <laughs> new script. And if we're honest, isn't that what we do? So many of us have a, our lives mapped out. We put our futures and our trust in other people, in our jobs, in our health. But we know, don't we, that relationships break down. We know that job security comes and goes. We know that unexpected illnesses can happen and derail the future for the strongest of us. But God comes to Mary and, and comes to us this Christmas and says, you know, I know it's difficult to let go. I know it's difficult to let go of that need to try and control your life. And, but trust me. Trust me with your life and trust me with your future. Life won't be the way you want it to be all the time. There's going to be ups and downs, but let me lead you. Let me guide you through the good times and the bad. Saying yes to uh, Christmas also means saying yes to never being alone in life. God wasn't just going to leave Mary to cope with this uncertain future, right? Off you go, Mary. Her son would be called Emmanuel, God with us, which means that God is always with us. Even in the uncertainty of our futures, he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. And finally, saying yes to Christmas means saying yes to knowing the fullness of life, the fullness of God's grace, God's mercy, God's love. That's why Jesus came. He wanted to know how much, wanted us to know how much he loves us. That's why he came. How much he cares deeply for us and longs for us to know his love for us. That's what Mary was saying yes to. And that's what we saying yes to at Christmas. You see, like, like Mary, we have a choice to make at Christmas. Do we say yes or do we say no? Do we want to live a life trusting in things that can fall apart or trusting in the one who stays the same? Do we want to live a life knowing that we'll never be alone during the good and the bad times? Do we want to live a life that we're created to live, knowing the love and mercy and grace and forgiveness of the one who made us? So like Mary, that little 13-year-old girl who 
we say yes to Christmas. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you love us so much that you came to this earth, not as a king in a palace, but as a baby in a mucky stable. Thank you that you come and join us in the good times, in the bad times. Thank you that saying yes to you means that we can trust you. Trust you with our futures. Trust you with our lives. Trust you with our children. Saying yes at Christmas means never being alone. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you that you said you'll never leave us or forsake us. And thank you, Lord, that saying yes to Christmas means that we can join in with you in the fullness of life with you. Thank you for that. Father, I thank you for the kids here today. Thank you for their hearts, their love for us, and for you. May you bless them and keep them this Christmas season. 